welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast, which features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to high quality in the early years and school age care sector. In our episodes, we have a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. This podcast series is proudly supported by Aricus Insurance, which offers a comprehensive range of cover at discounted premiums for both business and personal insurance products. So, Visit www.aricus.ie for more information. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. In this episode, we're going to delve into the new suite of courses called Elevate that are located on Early Childhood Ireland's Learning Hub. Most of our members are aware of this wonderful member benefit at this stage. Using the Learning Hub to support staff training can save members substantial amounts of money as all the courses are free to members and their staff. Now, that's apart from a nominal fee to cover some practical aspects of some courses. On the Learning Hub, there's a vast array of courses in the compliance space. These range from a selection, huge selection of health and safety courses to computer skills and personal development courses. And the Learning Hub is expanding and growing all the time. Earlier this year, we launched the pedagogy space, which currently hosts This Is Me, and also Kids Active. And there are plans for more great content to be added there soon. A few weeks ago, we were delighted to add 12 more courses to Early Childhood Ireland's Learning Hub under a tab called Elevate. The courses on this tab are on the theme of well-being. In there, you'll find micro modules on everything from mindfulness to stress management to use stress, which is the management of good stress. There's diversity and neurodiversity, um, and that's just to name a few. So to kind of tease out some of the issues that managers need to be aware of in relation to employees' well-being, I decided to ask my colleague Gillian Moore, who's the strategic HR manager at Early Childhood Ireland, to come on the podcast and and have a chat. Uh, Gillian has been on the podcast before talking about employee well-being, minding yourself and so on. So Gillian, you're really welcome back um, to talk about the importance of supporting employees' well-being as well, of course, as managers being aware of their own. So uh, you're welcome and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me back, Maura. So I was thinking, you know, settings are really busy and um you know, there's a lot, uh, a lot going on, especially this time of the year, gearing up for a new year. And uh, I just wanted to, t- you know, get your thoughts on why it's important to be aware of well-being from a manager's point of view. As I said in the introduction there, you know, the well-being of your staff, but also your own well-being. Uh, you know, at a busy time, it can nearly seem like another task to be added. But there's a lot more to it than that, isn't there? Yes, there really is. And I can actually imagine managers listening to this thinking, oh, my God, this is another thing for my list. And sort of the irony of talking about well-being and it seeming like we're adding um, to managers workloads. But um, from a manager's perspective, um, well-being um, and we probably you probably know this yourself. You know, everyone does when, you know, something maybe and it's not necessarily something that's happening in work, but something that's happening that's impacting your well-being. And affect you in work so there's no beginning and end to it you know so uh, we talk about workplace well-being but um, it, it's unfortunately not as simple as that so managers being aware of it and what's 
not knowing the personal details of people's lives, but the the importance of of well-being um, and how it can affect people in work can help in the workplace. Um, it can help people's mental and physical health. Um, it can help how engaged they are in their work, how engaged and connected they are to their colleagues um, and, of course, to the children that they're working with. So to add this to, to your to-do list can have really positive impacts on other aspects. So if, if for example, maybe there's uh, concerns around absenteeism in, in a setting, it could be that it's it's um, a side effect of um, impacts on people's well-being. So it's well it's it's well worked, and the research shows that it's well worth looking at it, discussing it, and kind of integrating it into your into your framework of of your everyday for all of your employees and yourself, and and having it as an and it's something that's open um, openly discussed and focused on and make everybody kind of responsible for their own and each other's well-being to have that positive impact in the workplace and outside of the workplace. I think, you know, when you break it down, it kind of makes sense. And a lot, you know, I'm even listening to you there, I'm reminded of Barry Labour's um, theory around from the University of Levain that we often talk about and, you know, his belief that well-being and involvement are the key indicators of quality in early years provision. And I suppose you can apply the same um, principles, if you like, to to a workplace that if if educators, if staff feel well in themselves um, and can be involved in their work in a very positive way, that only adds to to quality and, you know, the whole well-being of a whole setting as, as a whole. It's that, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup uh, phrase that people use often. It's that thing, you know, you have to feel well in yourself. And as I say, that could be psychological, social, physical, financial, like there's there's well-being. And I I, I really was excited when um, Elevate uh, was added to the Learning Hub and those courses. And even when you, you click into it and you see the the vastness of what they cover it it strikes me then that the realization of that well-being is is means different things to different people at different times in their lives so it could be that you're um, dealing with stress it could be that you know uh, diversity or neurodiversity you don't feel valued you don't feel recognized um and that's impacting on your well-being and and that and that doesn't as, as i say doesn't have to be in the workplace or only in the workplace, it could be that the feeling of uh, lack of respect and value, and that's that's you know having a negative impact on you. People post COVID and you know really frustration COVID like we're past it, but um, people maybe got themselves into situations where they're sort of socially isolated and they don't know how to get back out of that, and um, and so. And that's recognized there. Um, it could be that you're a bit of a perfectionist at work and making a mistake is something that you find very difficult to handle. And that's covered in there. So there's there's really good courses in there. And I think different people will recognize themselves in, in the different courses. So what's useful for managers is, and again, I'm not suggesting you have to sit down and do all the courses in one, but it will help you recognize different aspects of well-being and how it could be um, implement, like impacting on your employees and then how you implement that into your policies and procedures and how you carry out work, you know, so it's about recognizing it, everybody being aware and understanding 
the different aspects of well-being. And then that can be kind of filtered through to team meetings, maybe have it as a, you know, something you talk about regularly at team meetings, or it could be something like in support and supervision, you know, like switched on the making of mistakes. If if somebody recognizes themselves in the course and they talk to their manager about it, like, I'm really hard on myself when I make mistakes. That could be brought into your support and supervision then. Like, how can I support you to go a little easier on yourself? You know, what do we need to do? You know, make it a learning, make it a positive thing. Um, if somebody's feeling socially isolated, maybe you just need to look at your, the rotas for breaks and say, look, actually, I realize you, you end up on your break on your own a lot. So try to, you know, and I know with staffing and everything, I, I appreciate that this isn't easy, but it could be like, you know, a couple of times a week, I'm, you know, I've been able to jig the breaks around and you can have, you're going to have your lunch with somebody and they can grab a walk or have a coffee or, you know. So I think that the the benefit of these courses and the different types of courses show how well-being is, is means different things and that how as managers you can, you know, like tackle that individually with people and then also as a group so that, that people take their own responsibility for their well-being and their colleagues. And then you, you get start to see those positive impacts in the workplace for everybody. And, um, you know, you, you've touched on some of some of the courses there already. And you've mm-hmm. you've also mentioned, you know, the importance of follow through that, you know, simply assigning somebody to do the course on, let's say, coming back from a workplace mistake or um, mindfulness or eustress, you know, saying, Gillian, do this course and everything is sorted. You've touched on that, that that's not enough, that you need to, you know, I I suppose, understand uh, and help the staff member understand why you're suggesting that they do this Mm -hmm. course and then ask them afterwards how, how they found it and see how you can help them implement the strategies that they've covered in the in the courses. Well, as a sector and, and um, our members and uh, the education that work with our members are very uh, reflective by nature, you know, and then any kind of learning, there's always that reflective element. So it's it's to treat it, you know, treat it in, in the same way and and bring it back to, to the setting and to the conversations, as I say, as a group, maybe in team meetings or individually in support and supervision and, and reflect on you know, the, the structure of the workplace, the policies and procedures, um, you know, social connections, how, how we, you know, even down to how you recognize staff achievements and um, respect and value diversity. You know, there's there's loads in there, um, but it's about being reflective after the fact. And it, it, it doesn't mean an overhaul of all your policies or, or how everything is done. You know, you learn something small from every piece of learning you do and you make, you know, it could be a small change that has a massive impact. And it's doing that as a group, I think, is is, is useful in that collaboration. And, um, you know, you were touching on um, like what the sort of indicators might be of well-being. And, you know, there there are those. It's around awareness, you know, feeling connected, taking responsibility, uh, resilience and, and those kind of things. And I think it's always you're always stronger in a group, really. So if everybody is in the mindset to do it, um, it it's, it's easy to be reflective and have the learning from it without it being too cumbersome, you know, whilst it's important that managers are aware and encourage their team um, to do these, it's there's an element of, of responsibility that everybody has as well, you know, so it doesn't have to be a burden. And I suppose when you mention about courses sometimes maybe being burdensome or cumbersome yeah. or, or whatever, I suppose it's important to say these are um, what they call micro modules. So, you know, half an hour, an hour, we'll see them done. 
And the beauty of the learning hub is that they are free for managers and, and their staff. And, um, you know, if there's, you know, time during the day, it can be done during mm-hmm. during work time. And if things get busy, you can press pause and return to it, go back to your room um, and attend to what needs to be done. So it's it's quite easy to support staff. You're not releasing staff for a day to go somewhere to do any of the co- any of the courses on 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 the learning hub not just not just elevate which i think is one of um you know, one of the massive advantages of the learning hub isn't it yeah it's literally on, like on the go so you know and, and you know particularly these elevate ones and and um, some of the other courses they're quite short as well and um mobile friendly the whole lot so you know it could be half an hour on the bus you know you might normally listen to a podcast you know and then instead you know pop on one of the, these courses um so um and there's loads of actually I was, you know having a good look at well-being as you can tell is a subject close to my heart so it's something I'm interested in so um even in the the elevate section there's there's pieces that you can read like um articles and blogs and things so if it's not if you're not in the humor to listen or do a course you know you could just read an article you know there's you know 10 tips on healthy eating or you know planning your lunches for the week all of those kind of things so and again they, they're activities that you know you can do as a group within your setting and say look will we all meal plan for the week and then try and eat a bit healthier or will we all try and get a walk in or whatever the case is you know and mm. um, so there's loads of handy stuff in there and again like for managers something like well-being it's so vast and you know everybody wants their staff to be well but it's like where do you start this is a brilliant start you know it's it's there you can encourage the team to do it it's not going to take too much time they can pick the topics they're interested in um, or they feel would benefit them and then it starts a conversation and you know um that's that's always a positive thing you know get things out in the open and go what could we be doing a little bit better you know so everyone feels a bit better so even from the manager's perspective you know, I could imagine if a few staff members did the courses, the conversations where they'll just they'll just flow and, you know, put heads together and come up with some ideas. Um, so it's not even all on the manager. You know, it's it's even just doing this one step of making this available and encouraging staff to do it is a huge step mm. to, to making uh, impacts in work and well-being, you know. The person has to like has to want to be better in whatever area is maybe that's affecting them and take steps themselves and it's the manager's role is to you know have that awareness and create that supportive environment so you know by as i say this one step of making the course available that's a huge um part of that i really like the idea actually of of doing some of the shorter ones um or even some of the short reads because they're you know they're very pictorial the short reads that I mm. that I looked at you know doing it for 10 minutes in a staff meeting or something yeah. so everybody kind of comes to a shared um understanding um and I, I suppose it's not I, I was very taken with the you stress one it was a new term to me that idea of positive stress that it's mm-hmm. you know um moving into a new room and yes you're nervous about maybe a new age group or um new group of children, but it's that kind of good, positive, kind of nervous energy that can mm-hmm. be exciting and uh, a bit exhilarating. So, you know, there's some, it, it's not all, you, you have to find time for mindfulness, you have to reduce stress, you have to 
eat healthy. There's a, a, a lovely mix in there. One of the things that you mentioned earlier, and I think it's important um, as well, is and it's this is the time of year, I suppose, that people are kind of revising policies and procedures and so on. That bit about making sure that um, your policies support um, mm. staff well-being and, and prioritize it. Have you any kind of, you know, quick tips for how you can um, have a, a look at policies and make sure that they're aligned with maybe your ethos of supporting staff well-being? I think certainly, you know, we, we talk a lot, a lot about work-life balance and, and all of those things. So it's making sure, you know, um, checking in with staff and uh, talking to your teams, you know, like all right hours of work and everything, you know, um, and people are, are, are very much on top of all of these things, you know, but it could be something simple like, you know, how somebody's schedule for for the week is caught to be causing a huge issue for them with regards to maybe they have um, children who need to drop school or anything, you know, and a small change in rotas, that kind of thing. So it's about, you know, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. So it's it's looking at the policies with that kind those fresh eyes. And as I say, it's not a it's not an overhaul of your policies or anything. But you know, if you're talking about work life balance, just think of it in the context of, you know, hours of work or breaks or, you know, um one example that I have and it's 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 not in the earlier sector you'd be glad to know, but um a friend was telling me about, you know, um, the organization, it, it was in retail and was it would only text people on the Sunday, their hours of work for the week on a Sunday evening. You know, little things like that is a big thing to somebody, you know, when people might like to plan their week and know when they're in and, you know, make arrangements. So, you know, just just to be to be reflecting on on that as, you you know, how you manage people and what is your policies. And oftentimes the policies would say, you know, how you will do things, but you do them in an entirely different way. And then that can cause a lot of anxiety because people don't know there's no clarity, there's no consistency. So it's just, it's 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 having a look with fresh eyes and going, you know, are we being clear? And does this policy reflect what we actually do in practice? And if your practice is good, we'll make sure the policy reflects that. But if the practice is not in line with the policy and it's causing um, undue anxiety or, or stress for your team members, then take the opportunity to update it and do what you're what do what you say you're going to do. People like that, and that's you know feeling respected and feeling valued, and you know um, all those things that are are important to people's well being. Um, that's showing that that you mean that, um, and that you you know people know what to expect because um, it's it's the not knowing can be a huge cause of anxiety to people. You know, if you say people's breaks are at certain times. Well, you know, insofar as you can, barring any emergencies, keep to that. Don't just bring it on them. You know, we talk about healthy eating, like part of healthy eating is eating and, you know, it's set times of the day or, you know, if someone has gone to the trouble of making themselves a lovely, healthy lunch and then they don't get a lunch break. Well, there's no point in talking about healthy eating in the workplace, you know. Mm. So it's 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 probably to be a bit critical of your policies and go, you know, is this actually going to work in practice? So as you say, you can't just say, here, do these courses box ticked. You have to go. Um, can people bring this back to the workplace? Can we support this? Um, you know, it's it's just a bit kind of fresh eyes. And you again could do it at a staff meeting and just say, you know, is there any areas we need to look at or look at particular policies? And, you know, you should be doing, you know, you should really be doing that as a team anyway, is, is looking at your policies together and everything. So it's just maybe adding another uh, check, you know, 
area to reflect on when you were looking at policies and go right and how is this in the context of well-being how are we doing here when we we review this policy together great I, I suppose it, 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 the the essence of what you're saying is being as flexible as you can um, mm. while, you know, uh, uh, ensuring that educators understand that, you know, there's a, a, a job to be done, regulations to be adhered to, children to be uh, cared for. And that's, you know, that's the main priority when when management display um, an interest um, and an ethos of staff well-being that positively impacts everybody in the in the setting. It really does. And if people are, if they feel valued and respected and seen, then they, all of those other things are easier to handle, you know, and they want to be, you know, they want to be present. They want to be doing their best and, and you know, um, impacting on the quality for children in their setting. So, it's it's by taking that, you know, and um, urging employees, you know, if you feel well, then you can be really engaged in in all of those um, good good things and good practices, you know. Um, so it's it's about you know little changes that can bring bring positive impacts. I think that's a, a lovely phrase to end on the little little changes that can bring very big positive impacts. Gillian, thanks so much for going through the the benefits of using Early Childhood Ireland's Learning Hub and the importance of looking at at well-being. You know, I think you make the point really well about that it's holistic and it's a whole, you know, kind of chain of events and that, you know, uh, attending to one thing properly can have a huge um, domino effect of positive impacts. So uh, I really appreciate you taking the, the time today. Thank you, Gillian. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Early Childhood Ireland's podcast, which is proudly supported by Aricus Insurance. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and spread the word to your friends and colleagues and stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>